Hello and welcome to Point of View, where you students a place to listen, learn, and lean in. I'm your host, Sophia May, and on today's episode, we'll be focusing on the Teacher of the Year, Mr. Copeland, and Professional of the Year, Ms. Brecker, for the year of 2023, honoring them and their careers thus far. With Mr. Copeland being a music slash chorus teacher and Ms. Rutker being the principal secretary, both of their days in life look very different. Let's listen to both of them detail on what they do every single day at Northview. So a day for me starts, I get here usually around 7.30 each day, and it is not uncommon for there to be a variety of ensembles rehearsing, whether it's vocally charged, um, our student-led a cappella group. There's currently a student-led organization that is trying to put together a charity concert here at Northview and so sometimes they're rehearsing in here um, or there might be an individual coaching with a student that has GHP or is auditioning for Allstate and things such as this and then uh, my day starts with piano which is pretty laid back because everyone's got you know headphones on and is just practicing at their keyboard and then that moves us to second period which is the uh, Sicilian singers, as I mentioned, and that's um, soprano, soprano alto is the voicing for that, which is just a fantastic group of young, intelligent, emotionally intelligent uh, young people that I adore. And um, it's been really interesting because that's also our Titan time. So that group is an incredible tight bonded group. And um, it's just a really incredible experience to work with those individuals. And then we go to AP Music Theory, which is uh, kind of great. I have, you know, master's degrees in organ performance and choral conducting, so I myself am sort of a lifelong learner and appreciate academia. So being able to teach a collegiate level class like that is really great and get to see our students get to the nuts and bolts of music and, you know, the deeper knowledge is, is a lot of fun. And then that takes us to fourth period, which is Camerata Chorale, and that's sopranos, altos, tenors, basses. And that ensemble, you might say, is maybe like the pinnacle of what it means to be a choral student at pinnacle is the word I said. I don't know what I said, but <laughs> pinnacle uh, to being a, a chorus student at Northview. Um, although this year, it's been a really interesting dynamic. The second period that I've, that I've already mentioned, they've really worked hard. And um, we just finished LGPE, our large group performance evaluation. And listening to those recordings is really stunning. Both groups have a very different tonal concept, but yet very mature and like extremely collegiate sound. It's, it's really awesome. Um, so to say that one of our groups here is better or higher achieving than the other, I don't think that that's true. And I think it's actually the individuals in the ensemble that determine that, which is again, something that, you know, just part of my day and part of what I do. And it's really exciting, actually, something I love. Um, I, don't, I don't foster competition. I don't foster that sort of, you know, ooh, this is the better ensemble. I try to avoid that. Um, but it's interesting to see how that's unfolded this year. And then obviously lunch, and then, yeah, and then I have um, a smaller ensemble. Typically it's been 16 to 20 singers. Um, and this year we're only, we only have eight. So we're, you know, at post-pandemic and whatnot and different transitions that have happened at the middle school, we're still working on rebuilding that program, which um, I'm sure you've heard about. We're starting this Titan Time Choir on Fridays, and that was awesome. That was actually probably the highlight of my year thus far. We had 101 students in this room and only 50-something of them were currently enrolled in chorus. The rest of them were either band, orchestra, or just all walks of life. 
And uh, we'll do that every Friday from now until our concert, which is in April. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. It was so much fun. I couldn't hardly teach the rest of the day because I was on this high from that, that moment. That was a lot of fun. I think the first thing that we all do up here, all of the professional assistants and the support team that works up in the admin suite, um, right away in the morning we focus on the front office. It's a busy time of day. We have substitute teachers coming in. We have students coming in. Um, we have teachers coming in. They might need something for their classes for the day. So the most important thing I do right away in the morning, is, along with everyone else, is to make sure the front office is assisted. Um, and then after that, I pretty much check emails. I check the NHS morning news at gmail.com for morning announcements. And I write the morning announcements. That's usually after 9 o'clock because that's what the deadline is to send in news. And then I just prep them, get them out to teachers, get them out to all of the students. After that, um, I usually check in with Principal Newhouse to make sure what I should focus on for the day is also his priority because I work in conjunction with him just to get work product done. And then, honestly, the day will just take me wherever I need to go. Um, today, I went down to the football stadium and walked the property with electricians because we're putting in more lighting for safety and security down at the stadium the baseball stadium and the softball stadium, or the softball diamond. Um, that's what I did today. Um, I also am a liaison with the general contractors and the project managers from Fulton County Schools. We're in the process of pulling together a punch list to make sure that the $3.8 million addition we did over the last two years is running properly and it's complete and everybody is happy with it. So I've been doing a lot of that today. Um, and I, I've been doing that quite a bit for the last two years is working with them and just they give me information and I disseminate it out to the admin staff. Um, and that's it, really. I, I do a lot to support the teachers. Although they are both now well-honored, their journeys weren't the same and they weren't easy. Let's listen to them talk about their experience in education thus far and what's brought them to this point. I started at Northview the second year it was in existence, so that was 2003. I um, started in October. Uh, they, I was a substitute teacher and the department chair for special education, they needed a parapro. The parapros back then were structured a little differently. We were called instructional parapros, not categorical parapros, which is a parapro that follows one specific person all day long. I was an instructional parapro, and so I helped in classes. And I basically was an aide to the teacher to help. I supported the teacher and not supported one individual student. So that's how I got my start, and I was a parapro for um, about five years, and then I moved over and was the media center parapro and worked with our media specialist for two years, and then I went to work for a plastic surgeon, and I left for two and a half years, and it wasn't 
a great job for me because I really missed the school schedule and I missed a lot of the altruism that teachers bring to the atmosphere at school. Everybody here wants to help out. Everyone here is interested in helping students or helping co-teachers or helping to assist the principal or the assistant principal. And I really missed that. I missed the atmosphere here at Northview. So after two and a half years, I was able to come back. Brian Downey was our new principal at the time, and he knew I would like he knew I wanted to come back, so I came back and I was the front office person. And I did that for several years until the then bookkeeper slash principal secretary retired. Her name was Holly Price. And when she retired, then I got this job. And this has been an absolutely wonderful job. I love helping the admin staff. I am extremely loyal and devoted to Northview High School. I have two children who are now in their 30s, and they graduated from Northview High School. And so this place is just a, a it has a soft spot in my heart. I started teaching kindergarten and first grade general music, and I say that laughingly because, oh my gosh, that was, I had no idea what I was doing. My family members would give me a hard time, and they wanted me to wear a GoPro when I'd walk in the classroom just to see how those little kids really <laughs> took over my life. But that really taught me um, to sort of meet kids or people where they are. I think little people deserve the same amount of respect as any other person because they are people. Um, so that was an interesting experience. I think I learned way more from them than they did me. And then the following year, I was the interim choral director of choral activities at the Westminster Schools in Buckhead. And that was a learning experience of a lifetime for better or worse. Um, we're going to focus on better. But I was a very young, very inexperienced teacher going into an extremely big place with a rich history. Um, and I was certainly humbled coming from a place like Indiana University that's known for having, you know, these great music programs. And, you know, I thought I was kind of this hotshot and immediately learned that I had, like, no administrative ability. I had no, and I was not from the South, by the way. So that was an interesting dynamic of learning how to be, quote, Southern and, and speak to people sort of in a way that was a little more gentle and a little more, um, gosh, I sound like I'm being offensive, but passive maybe. And so when I left there, I was kind of actually at rock bottom. I was at this great university, had these great friends, great experiences there. And then my first two years out of college were pretty much, uh, they weren't a failure, but it was definitely all learning still and, and a huge experience. So I came here in 2016 with 19 chorus students and was part-time um, with the intention of staying a year, maybe two. And then I stayed year one, year two. By the end of year three, I decided to get my teaching certificate because my degrees were in performance. And for what it's worth in a county such as Fulton, you can only teach for three years and then you have to get certified. Um, so I did that process and then by year four or five like realized I'd fell in love with it we had grown to from one choir to three choirs by that point and then right before the pandemic we had uh, right at I think 72 students in the choir program um, 
so that was just a learning journey for me and uh, something that I wouldn't I wouldn't change any of that I wouldn't give any of that for the world it was it, it made me the leader that I am now and it really helped me find my voice not something someone had told me I should do or you know what I mean mm-hmm. so. receiving this award is a honor for teachers and professionals alike. Let's listen to both Mr. Copeland and Ms. Recker talk about what this award means to them specifically as teachers slash professionals and as people. As a teacher, I mean, to me, it just means that I have the best students in the world and they're rocking it. I mean, you know, even for the interview, they were like, why do you deserve teacher of the year? And I thought, not that anybody on the interview talks that way, to be clear. But, um, you know, I just think it's all about the success of you guys, the students. Um, I don't think I do anything differently other, I don't do anything differently than any other teacher uh, other than I really care about my students. I care about their success. I care about when they fail, how are they coping with that? Are they reaching out? Are they being healthy young people, you know, that deserve the world and deserve the happiness that everybody does? Um, And I think that that community that I, that we have fostered as a choral community here at Northview. And certainly I think that my surrounding colleagues and faculty and our awesome administration help foster that positive environment. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think that's how I've earned Teacher of the Year and it certainly means a world to me, but to me it's just a reflection of how awesome the students at Northview are. And I'm just, I'm really proud to be here. Oh, it, it means a tremendous amount. It really does. And it's kind of a, it's um, a, a little bit of a push. And it's kind of given me inspiration to be better. You know, I, um, and I want to live up to it more than anything else. Um, interestingly, um, I was a finalist for the professional of the year for nine consecutive years. So since I came back from working for the plastic surgeon, every year thereafter, I was named as a finalist. And kind of tongue in cheek, I always called myself the Susan Lucci of Northview. Now, you guys don't know who Susan Lucci is, but she was a soap opera star. And she was nominated for an Emmy every single year, and she never won. At the end of her career, they gave her an honorable Emmy, but she never won. And so I jokingly called myself the Susan Lucci of Northview, that I had won, I had won eight times as a finalist, but never actually got the gold ring or the big prize. And I was perfectly fine with that because honestly, the people who beat me out for professional of the year, they were fantastic coworkers. Fantastic. One year it was Mr. Yard, who now works for 3DE and English language. One was our um, resource officer, Brian Collins. One was Miss Dunn, who is the head of counseling. These are fabulous people. So me being the Susan Lucci of Northview was fine. But this year, I have to say, I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled to have gotten that title. And I just hope that you know, for everyone who didn't vote for me, I can live up to the title. And I wholeheartedly thank all the people that did vote for me because I really, really appreciate it. As he's made clear so far, Mr. Copeland clearly values being a teacher and what it means for his classrooms and his students. Listen to him talk more about the most rewarding part of being a teacher for him. The students. 
I, I get excited to come here every day and talk to the students. And, you know, as a music teacher, of course, we want to see, like, there's so much growth that happens over the year. And so that's extremely rewarding for me musically. And I think that's one of the reasons why our choirs are so good, because I, I won't change my expectations. And so that's certainly very rewarding. But to see the students grow and develop on their own personal journey, aside from music, that's... I kind of live for it right now, you know, and even, even like I said, you know, last week having this Titan Time Choir, that was awesome, but what I'm most excited about is, okay, there's 100 students in this room, 50 of them are visitors, have never worked with me before, how many of them, like, it truly changes lives, you know, and it's not so much about, me, it's not about me, but it's about the community in which they're singing, and the friendships and the bonds they'll form, and that changes people, and it gives people so much self-worth and value. Um, so that's incredibly rewarding and meaningful to me. Although Ms. Rucker doesn't focus on specific students or classrooms, she helps in running Northview as a whole. Let's listen to her speak on what her favorite part about Northview is and what keeps her going at the school. My favorite part about Northview, I have to say the diversity is great. We all love International Night. That's really fun. And I just love, I love the, I love the music part. The music department and the art department, they're probably... Um, most dear to me. Um, I don't always go to every music concert, but I try to. Um, the orchestra to me is just over the top. I think they're fabulous. I was so happy when they had such a good showing at the Midwest Clinic. Um, my mother was a cellist. I play the piano. My brothers, my two brothers play the piano. My oldest brother was a superstar athlete, and our football games in my hometown always started at 7 o'clock at night, but he came home after school, and he would sit at the piano and pound out the Star Spangled Banner like 15 times, getting out his nerves and frustration, and then he was prepared. I grew up with music. My mother was a beautiful cellist. Um, so the music department is just dear to my heart, and I am just a great appreciator of art and, and, am, and am in awe of students who, you know, that artistic ability just flows out of their fingers. So those two areas are probably the most dear to me. Along with running Northview, Ms. Rutker played a huge part in Mr. Downey leaving as principal and Mr. Newhouse entering as principal. Let's hear what she has to say about what she did in that process and how she made that process smooth. Well, over the summer, our Northview ad staff worked out of Chattahoochee High School because our school was closed because of the end phase of this big construction project that we had. So, you know, we're at Chattahoochee and we're all together in the same room. And that's when we, you know, we kind of knew what was going on with Mr. Downey, but, um, you know, tried not to speculate too much. And then, you know, the day he told us what was going on, I felt um, very proud, um, honored that I had gotten the chance to work with him. Um, but I had a lot of questions. So Mr. Downey and I sat down, had a little heart-to-heart -heart about, um, you know, my, my performance as his secretary and what Mr. Newhouse would be like, his reputation, because I didn't know him. 
Um, and Mr. Downey and I just talked through a myriad of things, and he put me to ease that the transition would be very easy. Um, and then when Mr. Newhouse came on, who doesn't love him? He's, he's really awesome. He's principled. He's, he's fair, firm, and friendly. Let's put it that way. He is the epitome of fair, firm, and friendly. And any of the qualms that I had about working with someone new were immediately put to rest. And we all just do whatever we can. I, I don't think there has been much of a transition um, from my point of view. From his point of view, jumping from elementary school to high school, it's a whole different bag of tricks. Um, but that's fine. That's all fine. You know, there's nothing better than being challenged, rising to the challenge, having something put in front of you that is challenging, and it promotes a personal growth. And I think we all feel a little bit of that this year with new staff and a new school year. We all do. We're all coming off of these COVID years that kind of had a stumbling a little bit. And now we have a new principal, but we still have the same zone superintendent. So we have some things that have stayed the same, some things that have changed. I think we're plugging along fabulously. <laughs> The last thing that we wanted to ask Ms. Recker and Mr. Copeland was what motivates them in their career and kind of what is going to happen after and now that they've received the award. Let's hear what they have to say about that. Um, I think compliments motivate me more than anything else, really. If someone says, um, you know, Mrs. Redker, you looks like you lost five pounds. Well, golly gee, I'm going to try to lose ten more, you know, that type of thing. Um, and, and getting this award definitely motivated me tremendously. I, I want to be the best I can be. I want to blow it out of the water. And um, having a principal who is, um, you know, we've always had really good principals, but, you know, following the guidance of the principal who is, you know, on track with the Georgia Department of Education and a good people person, um, just working for a really good group of people, that motivates me. And I love our secretarial support staff, from the attendance office, to the bookkeeper, to the athletic secretary, to the front office, to the data clerk, and then to the counseling registrar. That motivates me because we're a good team. And I will support them and they will support me. And that's very motivating. I don't get out of bed in the morning thinking, that my day is going to be filled with drudgery. I get up in the morning and I'm thinking, let's go, let's go. I've been thinking about this a lot recently. And actually when I had to, we have to, when you win, or win, excuse me, when you're awarded teacher of the year, you have to also do the county level teacher of the year. And I think one of the things I was talking about was uh, in these essay questions that you had to do. Sorry to be clear, I'm, I'm not being clear. There's, there's these essay questions, two of them you have to answer. And I was talking about, um, I think when people are humbled and just going about their everyday life and doing the best they can, it's wonderful. But when you receive recognition, not just teacher of the year, but just someone stopping in your room and saying, this is really great, or someone coming to your concert, to me, that's the biggest motivation I could ever get. Um, I have fantastic uh, colleagues within the county and throughout really you know, the world that I've worked with um, that I can always call for help or support when I need it. But, and they're very inspirational people, but the biggest motivation 
for me is affirmation that I'm doing a good job and that my students are doing an excellent job. I just always want to thank our admin, my colleagues, and the students for even thinking of me for this. It's, um, it's still very overwhelming uh, to, to be in this space, and I'm just kind of living in that moment right now. This concludes this episode of Teacher and Professional of the Year. Thank you so much for listening. For a transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. I'm your host, Sophia Mang, and this has been Point of View. <laughs>